Hello and welcome to Atomic Geekdom Podcast. I, of course, am your trusty guide through the wide world of Atomic Geekdom. My name is Dave. Joining me this fine, 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 fine evening is Jenny. What's up, rock stars? Uh, straight from Scarella 2017, a.k.a. <laughs> Scare LA 2017. Um, joining us as well, uh, his side gig, his his passion project is the Just Two Pals prod- podcast, but he is also a family member of the Atomic Geekdom Network. His name is Johnny. Ah, it's me. I'm here. I did it. He made it. He survived. Mm, that, I'm here. That apocalypse that happened just in Sheboygan. Uh, we are here to talk to you today about um, a very serious topic, um, and that is the culture of a cult classic film. Oh, you got there? it. You got it there. We are not going to talk about David Koresh or aliens coming to pick you up on a meteor. Uh, we're not going to do that. Someday, maybe. Uh, we'll do something like that. But no, we're going to define uh, for us what a cult classic is and list some of our favorite cult classics or uh, even movies people claim are cult classics but we don't understand why they think so because they suck uh, <laughs> we, we probably won't go too negative though we'll keep it mostly positive I'm going very negative <laughs> of course you are uh, <laughs> so first I think we should define what a cult classic movie is um, for me a cult classic is a movie that was not generally very popular when it came out uh it was either not you know advertised well or didn't get a lot of buzz going into theaters but has since lived on in the home media um zeitgeist people picked it up by watching it on cable or getting the vhs or the dvd and fell in love with it and has since become a like internet phenomenon you know there's chat rooms and fanfic or whatever about it but people loved it even though it wasn't like a breakout hit in theaters necessarily jenny Uh, pretty much it i i always just refer to it as the popular unpopular if that makes sense Mm -hmm. it's the ones that nobody really had the desire to see until people started seeing it and they saw it just for the fact that they could say that they saw it because nobody wanted to see it Sure. Which is a good and a bad thing. Some of it's justified, some of it's not. But yeah, I always refer to it as the popular unpopular. Okay. Johnny, what about you? I think that's a great description, the popular unpopular. It's it's movies that have come out that uh, weren't well received by critics and, and maybe not a commercial success. But they've gained a following by a group of people because something about it speaks to them or... Uh, I mean, mean, a great example would be the movie The Room, which they're doing a movie about, you know, the disaster artist that that movie was awful. It's a bad, bad, bad movie. But there are a huge group of people that are drawn to it because of how bad it is. Mm -hmm. Okay, makes sense. Sure. Whatever. But we got to keep in mind, too, though, that some of the like it's there's that fine line because they're not all bad. I mean, yeah, some of them are are really, really bad, like. Clueless is amazingly bad. It is a stupid movie, but it's considered a cult classic because it's fun. It's so, so silly that it's fun. But then you take, you know, you take Scarface. Scarface is an amazing movie, but that still falls into a cult classic kind of genre. So I don't know if it's it's hard because some cult classics are cult classics because they are so ridiculous. But then mm-hmm. others are just 
good, you know? So I don't know. It's it, it's a weird thing because I think anybody you talk to will have a different perception of what would make a cult classic. So, yeah. I agree. I agree with that. Okay. Dave. All right. Then we can just start digging into some of our favorites. We'll go kind of roundtable style, do one at a time. Um, if you can think of at least maybe three or five, that'd be great. Uh, we'll just kind of go around and talk about our favorites. Hopefully... They don't overlap too much, but I think when you're talking about something like a cult classic, there's going to be a lot of overlap here. Um, so I'll, I'll start with Johnny. You can start with the first one. What is one of your favorite cult classics? What is actually your favorite cult classic? Something that you pick up once a year and watch it maybe at least once a year, if not multiple times. Ooh, that's a great question. Um, let's see. Uh, okay, so my, my number one uh, I I would categorize it as a cult classic because it was um, pretty pretty well destroyed by the critics. Uh, would be the the movie Hot Rod, which is a comedy uh, directed by uh, Akiva Schaefer, and it's the Lonely one of Island those Andy boys. Samberg films. Those those well, lonely those Lonely Island boys. It's it's a Lonely Island film, but that movie is so funny. That's a great movie. <laughs> There's um, so much about that film that makes me laugh. And, can you? And I think, I, I think one of the things that makes a movie a cult classic is, um, is that it it the film can be more enjoyable when you watch it with other people who also enjoy the film. Like if you watch it by yourself, maybe you think, ah, it's not as great as it, as it as I think it is. But then you watch it with other people who laugh at the same jokes you do, and you go, oh my god, this movie's brilliant. And that's what Hot Rod is to me. I watched the movie with the. Uh, I was living in New Mexico at the time, and I watched a movie with a friend of mine. We rented it and watched it, and we laughed through the entire movie. It was one of the funniest movies we'd ever seen. It had some of the greatest bits, and uh, and so from that we went, oh, we got to get our friend Jerry. Is my friend Joshua? I watched it with first. We're like, we got to get Jerry in because Jerry's gonna love it. So we brought Jerry in, and Jerry loved it. Then we brought his wife in, and she loved it. And then my father came out to visit. We watched it with him, and he loved it. And it was because every time we watched the movie, we watched it with other people who were so hyped to see it because we were talking about how funny it was. <laughs> that it just kind of grew in popularity for us. And uh, there is. Even it's gotten to the point now where when I watch it by myself, I laugh out loud as if my friends Josh and Jerry and my father and his wife or uh, Jerry's wife, Katie, is watching it with us Mm -hmm. because it's so funny. It's so good. It is so many classic lines for us. I remember watching that movie. I think I was still working at Blockbuster when that came out. Maybe not. Maybe I was a Netflix rental because I didn't see it in the theater. But I remember being a fan of The Lonely Island back then and I wanted to see it. And it came out and... um, we, me and my buddy, who we watched all the comedies with, and we, you know, whenever we'd drink and have fun, we'd always be quoting comedies, uh, you know, that would come up, you know, randomly. We would just quote comedies. I remember watching it the first time, like, what is happening? Like, it is the weirdest movie, but at the same time, it had like that Napoleon Dynamite indie feel to it. Yeah. But at the same time, it was just so Lonely Island outrageous that it was amazing. And yeah, the, so, some of the bits in that movie are so great. The, uh, the 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 whole uh, why am I saying what, what yeah way? right right and then the, that's great uh, Danny McBride is in it and he plays such a great character Bill Hader he's, he's off the chain Bill Hader's in it he plays that that drug addict right whoa I um, think you I think you just ran over that tiny bus <laughs> <laughs> 
I love the bit when uh, when Danny McBride and Bill Hader are talking to each other, and Bill Hader's like, "I just really think you should open up your mind, buddy. I think yeah. that you should, you know, like really just listen and, and experience what you know what life has to give you." Yeah, like what do you? And Danny what he, McBride sprays him with the hose, yeah. and, he, <laughs> and Bill Hader goes, "That's real nice, man." And Danny McBride. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't you ever tell me how to live my life again. Oh, man. That was like the first introduction to Danny McBride, too. It was like one of his first movies. Yeah. Oh, man. It was so good. Like, or when or when Andy Samberg crashes into that into that guy's camper and the guy comes out of the house and he's like, you son of a bitch, yeah. I'm going to. And Danny McBride starts beating the crap out of him and he drops the, the I've been drinking green tea him. all day. <laughs> I've been drinking green tea all goddamn day. <laughs> oh, I go to church every Sunday. You're gonna bring the demons out of yeah, me. Yeah, right, right. I I <laughs> used to be that. This is my hat now. This, this is, is only my, my hat. Right. Uh, the safe word is whiskey. Whiskey. <laughs> I love when he comes back when when Rod comes back to the table and he tells Dave that he's going out with that girl. He's like, oh man. That's uh, that's crazy because uh, I don't. I'm not filled with, with serious envy and vengeance at all. <laughs> oh, it's it's so good. Uh, my name is Todd, and I like to party. <laughs> no, no, I you just said I like to party. Well, I like to party too. Oh man. <laughs> oh man. So and, and it wasn't received well by critics. No. Uh, but it is one of those movies where when you get together and you watch it with your friends, <laughs> right? You just laugh. You just laugh because the jokes are dumb. What is and, and they're at the hot dog stand and Rod's talking to her about her boyfriend and he's like, yeah, totally. You guys should break up. And she's like, what? He's like, nothing. Hey, Dave's back. And <laughs> Dave goes back. He's like, you guys, the bathroom here is nuts. <laughs> oh, it's just just weird. You, <clears throat> what you're saying, though, about like friends and stuff, it that's like me with office space, because so oh, many sure. people that I know have those situations with like the TPS reports and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Like, that that movie can be on and I, it could be in the middle of the movie towards the end. And all I need is like five little five minutes, you know, tidbits here and there. And I laugh every time. And I always think about laughing because of people I've watched it with or like I'll be at work and something will happen and you'll hear somebody at the copier just going, what? Where is the paper? Jet? What? The? Right. And they're opening things and closing the things. And I'm just like, we need the Beastie Boys. You know, it's like. Yeah. Like it, those those moments in movies are so awesome, and they make them so great. I right. love uh, I love how Rod when Rod when uh, the the girl Denise that he likes like she turns around and she's walking away, and he goes, "You look pretty," and she says, "What?" and he goes, you "I look- said you look shitty." <laughs> right, and he runs away. Uh, yeah, <laughs> or when they're talking about, he says, "Who do you think would win in a fight, a grilled cheese sandwich oh, or yeah. taco?" And she says, "Well, I think the grilled cheese has it in a fair fight, but if it was prison rules, it would be the taco." And he says, "Wow, that's pretty racist, but correct." <laughs> right, right. Oh, <laughs> uh, all right, all right. We need to move on. Uh, but yes, the last line I'll say from Hot Rod is, "There are no tools in this pool." <laughs> Uh, Jenny, your you, maybe office space might be one of them, but one your one of your favorites. Actually, your favorite if it's if it's ever on on TBS or you know something like that, you have to sit through it even with the commercials or one you watch at least once a year. <clears throat> I feel like a broken record because mine is too easy to call out. Um, so I almost feel like I should choose another one, but I'm still sticking to my my legit love of my life, and it's Flash Gordon. I can watch mm-hmm. Flash Gordon all day every day and never get sick of it like it is 
I mean, it's one of those that you know the cult following is when you walk through a room and if you go, you hear somebody else go, flash, nana, and then you're just like, yes, there is my fellow, my fellow lover. I love them. Like it's it's amazing. Like, and there's so many great things, and like you see it pop up in in different things. Like, Seth MacFarlane is a huge Flash Gordon fan. I mean, you see it in Ted, but also if you go back through the Family Guy, there's always always Flash Gordon references through it. Yeah. But I'm telling you, there are so just Volton the Hawkman. Every scene with him, I could just pause, rewind, pause, rewind, pause, rewind. And just because he is freaking hilarious. And he's got that laugh. He's like, ha, 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 ha. It, he's, it's amazing. It, even the dramatic scenes are so over-the-top cheesy that they're just hold-your-breath epic. And freaking Max von Snydo. I mean, he is being the merciless. So good. And soundtrack by Queen. Like, I don't know how people can't love Flash Gordon. So that top of my list of greatest movies of all time, definitely of the cult classic genre. Mm, mm-hmm. uh, it's too old for you two, isn't it? No, I've seen it's, it's Flash not, Gordon. I've seen <laughs> it. But I, 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 I didn't have the crowd of friends who liked it like I did. So when I saw it, I was like by myself. And and I thought this is this is certainly an old movie. This is very dated. Um, but but that's the great thing about cult films is I feel like if I watched it with someone who enjoyed it, like if I watched it with you, I would enjoy it more because I'm with someone who has an appreciation for it that I didn't even know existed. I think I think that's like a lot of movies though, because like I have to be honest with you, I tried to watch hot rod and it didn't stick with me at all but i think it's because i watched it by myself and then listening to you two talk about it i'm just like oh danny mcbride's awesome i should watch that movie again (laughs) which is kind of the definition of a cult classic you know it's it's the unpopular becomes popular so i totally get it totally get it all right dave you got to tell us yours what's yours uh it is not flash gordon um, <gasps> you are missing out, man. Missing out. Uh, I'm not a fan. Um, I uh, which one would be my favorite? Donnie Darko. Oh, that's a good one. All right, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a classic cult film. Um, <clears throat> because there's so many different ways to watch it. Like, there's the regular theater theater version, but then the director's cut is so different and takes you down a different road because it deals more with the science of like time travel and alternate realities and things like that. Whereas just the straight up movie is just a beautiful piece of art to begin with. Like when the eighties music comes on and you know, like the slow motion at the school and they introduce you to like Drew Barrymore's character in that way. And I can't remember the song at the top of my head right now uh, that plays, um, but it's awesome. And plus anything, Uh, isn't it mad world? No, it's not that part. Um, that's part of the, the soundtrack, but that's not the scene I'm talking about. Um, but yes, the Mad World song is a great song, and it's put perfectly in this movie. But, uh, I don't know, everybody's really good in it. You got the Sways in it, who plays, you know, a child pornographer. Uh, that's, you know, it's revealed that way. Um, Jesus. And just Frank <laughs> Frank the Rabbit. and uh, my, my favorite line out of that movie, my favorite scene is just the one where he's like, why are you wearing that stupid bunny suit? And he's like, why are you wearing that stupid man suit? <laughs> like, I, that entire scene is so, it's such a classic. Just, yeah. 
uh, yeah, it's all it's all good stuff. Uh, it's it's a really good movie, and I'll watch it uh, twice a year because I'll watch it the regular version, and then I'll watch the theatrical version or the director version. Um, I wish his second movie would have been better, but uh, only because there's a character named Dave Clark in it, and it just did not end up being good. But <laughs> and and Sarah Michelle Gellar's in it playing a hooker, and it still didn't work out that well. Oh no! Sorry. Yeah, what are you gonna do? So the Rock was that. in it too, so. <laughs> oh, but it does have a really good again uh, scene with a, with a music video with Justin Timberlake doing uh, the Killers. Uh, if you ever just search, just Google that or YouTube that video of Justin Justin Timberlake in uh, man, what is the name of that movie? <sighs> timeless. Nope. It is not timeless. Uh, Richard Kelly. What was his second movie? Southland Tales. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I saw that one. Um, with The Rock, Justin Timberlake, Sarah Michelle Gellar, uh, 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 what's his name? Uh, Sean William Scott, Mandy Moore. Uh, it's a decent movie. It wasn't great though, but yeah, there's a scene where he does this whole. He's like a uh, military dude, and he does this whole scene cut to like the killers, um, their first single. I can't remember the name of the song. My brain is failing me. Um, and it's not, of course, it's not in the soundtrack listing that I'm looking at right now. Uh, all the things that I have done. And it's it's just really cool because he's like lip singing it as he's walking along. And it's just it's just like a one shot, I think. And it looks mm. looks really cool. So YouTube that it's just worth seeing to begin with. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, Sean William Scott Stifler's character was supposed to be named Dave Clark, but they changed his name. Anyway. Uh, so yeah, Donnie yeah. Darko is one of my. <laughs> Donnie Darko is a great one, and and again, it's a, it's one of those classic cult films where it, it's almost bordering on that it's not even a cult classic because the cult following has grown so large. Right, people want a second one. They made a prequel or like a second one. What about the sister? Ugh, it was straight garbage. straight to DVD. It didn't. I didn't even see it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a garbage film. That was no good. Yeah, I figured it wouldn't be. All right. Mm -hmm. Johnny, number two. Uh, I've got another great one. Have you guys ever seen Kung Pao Enter the Fist? Yes. Okay. Great. Have you seen it, Jenny? I have. Okay. <laughs> so it's so it's a Steve Odenkirk movie, and it was a movie that I ended up watching with my family. And so for my family, it's I guess it's kind of a cult classic because we laughed in that movie so much. But for anyone who hasn't seen it, it's they redubbed this old. Um, I don't know. Is it is it Chinese or it's a Hong Kong action film, and they redub it with uh, with with Steve Odekirk as the main character, but then everyone else is from the original movie, and they just redub the voice lines and and all that kind of stuff. Um, but it is it is one of the funniest films I, I think I've ever seen, and I will go back and revisit it periodically. Um, so again, it's another comedy for me, I guess. Um, because comedy is subjective and not everyone is going to respond to it. And I like the idea. I thought it was so funny and so clever uh, at the time. Even I was, I was young when it came out. I mean, this was uh, this movie came out in early 2000s. Um, so I was like in high school when it came out and just kind of getting an understanding of comedy. But there are so many great lines in that movie. And there for a long time, my family would quote it to each other not as much as we as we used to we another one of our family films is dumb and dumber 
that's the, I don't consider that a cult classic because it was a successful no, that's film. A, yeah, that's like a box office hit. Yeah, that's a box office hit. Um, but uh, but we used to we used to quote Kung Pao to each other a lot and and often and to excess. But it had some of the best. Line. I mean, do you guys remember any of the good jokes in there? Like uh, like when like when those guys when those uh, henchmen are walking into the into the temple or something and they're like taco bell taco bell product placement for taco bell no, <laughs> no guys I yeah i do i do <laughs> oh geez <laughs> some really great stuff or like ling she always goes <laughs> i don't understand <laughs> you guys but it was it's so funny. It's so great. If you haven't seen the movie, you definitely should, because there's a lot of really funny stuff in there. And uh, they've been talking about doing a sequel to it for years and years and years and years and years. And uh, nothing's ever come to fruition. But I still hope someday that they'll do one based on another kind of Hong Kong action film that they redub with Steve Odekirk, because that was I mean, he uses gopher nunchucks, you guys. That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> Oh, fuck you guys. Whatever. <laughs> I'm just like being silent to get you more and more angry about yeah, it. Yeah, I don't understand. It's bothering me. It's so awesome. It's so awesome. <laughs> like when the, when, the, when the students are training and they're like, our sexual preferences are our own business. <laughs> Johnny's a one-man show tonight. <laughs> or like Link saying he was my father my whole life. <laughs> are you okay over there are you hyperventilating <laughs> the chosen one says I'll take a pound of nuts and the shopkeeper goes that's a lot of nuts <laughs> uh. oh lordy oh man <laughs> hold on one of my favorite ones was uh, the chosen one says he's like killing is wrong and bad there should be a new, stronger word for killing, like bad wrong or badong. <laughs> yes, killing is badong. Moving forward, I will stand for the opposite of killing. Gnobdab. Uh, Whatever, fuck you guys. No, no, you're fine. I'm a little distracted. Sorry. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm just, I'm just letting you have it. I'm just letting you roll with it. I want to see where this goes. <laughs> oh my god, that movie's so great. I haven't seen it in like three years. I should. <laughs> so I'm gonna yeah. make a list right now, pulling up my my notepad. I don't think um, I've watched that one since it came out. Um, really? Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. I I rewatched it several years ago. I think I watched it with a girlfriend to try to get her on board and she was a dumbass so we're not together anymore. Hence the X. But, uh, yeah. That's right. That's right. But uh, <laughs> so God, good. This movie's so, funny. so good. <laughs> All right. So we know that Johnny likes comedies. <laughs> there, was, there was there was the opening where one of the one of the uh, older guys is like, I remember a long time ago when a friend told me there would be a chosen one. And then they do a flashback <laughs> right. to this one person and they go, there will yeah. be a chosen one. <laughs> and <that> scene. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's good. That's Seriously. Cool. Fuck you guys. What? Let's go. Uh, all right, all right. We'll move on to Jenny. Jenny, you're number two. I don't, I don't know if I can top that. I, I thought I had a good one, but I, I don't have. Although I love it, I don't have the energy behind it. Well, did, um, we, did we clarify that, at the beginning of the episode that I've 
He's had um, a few Chardonnays. Slightly intoxicated. He's had a few Chardonnays or Pinots. I, uh, we, we recorded an episode earlier, and I had some wine, and then I ran out of wine, and Jenny, Jenny just set me on the path to this fantastic drink that I'm having right now. So I'm having I'm a, a great in- time. I'm, I'm a bad influence. You're fantastic, uh, Jenny. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you very much. Did you say she is fantastic okay. or a phantasm? What's that? Nothing. <laughs> she's fan. She's a fan. She's just sick of fantasticism. I don't know what that means. <laughs> uh, okay, okay. Let's stay on track. Stay on track, boys. Um, I'm gonna go with they live. They live is a classic that I can watch over and over. Oh, again. that is a good just one. Just the whole obey, and it's freaking Rowdy Roddy Piper. It's like mm. you can't go wrong with Rowdy Roddy Piper. But like everything, where like the glasses are on, just that whole take the glasses down, put the glasses up, take the glasses mm-hmm. down. It's so awesome, and it's still like it's got that '80s awesome style to it that still holds up today, because most of the art that I see at like horror conventions and stuff like that. They focus on they live because it's so cool. The way that they made like the the alien's face where it just looks like a face with no skin and just the big like obey flashing in the background, consume, obey. You know, it's just it's awesome. And it's yeah. rotting, rotting. So that would be my second. That's a great selection. And that's where that classic I'm here to kick ass and chew bubblegum line came from. Yep. And I'm all out of bubblegum. And I'm all out of bubblegum. <laughs> and I miss Roddy Roddy Piper. I do too. He was awesome. Even his one that episode. Was, uh, that was a John Carpenter film, right? It was. Yes. Yeah. I kind of miss the, those those classic John Carpenter movies. They were well, good. that's funny because my next one is a John Carpenter movie. <gasps> Dave. Ooh, you don't bring say. it. Uh, yes. Uh, mine is Big Trouble in Little China. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. That has that's Kurt Russell and Russell in it. Kurt Russell, Kim Cattrall. Yeah. Um, I, I remember this. It came out like the same time The Golden Child did. And I remember liking The Golden Child, but The Golden Child creeped me out because the guy turned into like this weird like dragon thing. Um, but I remember Big Trouble in Little China liking it as a little kid and continuing to like it as I got older and older. Just so much so that my cousin, who enjoyed it as well, named his team, his fantasy football team, Jack Burton's Bombers. Because um, the character Kurt Russell plays is named Jack Burton. Um, of course, it's it's. I mean, enough is said. Just saying, it's a Kurt Russell movie in the '80s. That's pretty much all you need. But uh, going further, it's just an awesome Jack Carpenter, John Carpenter, excuse me, uh, Kurt Russell movie. So I mean, I I really don't need to say anything more. If you've not seen it once in your life, you need to see it uh, now. Stop listening to the podcast. Go watch it, and then come back. And say, Dave, you're right. And I won't be able to hear you because obviously you're listening to a podcast and not talking to me. But, um, you know, <laughs> What's, okay, I'll know. I'm sorry. I, I had to mute it. Be- and then I've been talking to you, but I muted it because the dogs were going psycho. <laughs> Johnny and I are on point. Um, I think so. I think we're very in sync. I, I agree with you, though. Like 80s and Kurt Rule and Russell, you can't go wrong. I'm, mm-hmm. Because it's Kurt Rule and Russell. It's but. all in the reflexes. Yeah, but it has that style about it too, where you watch. It's this is a really weird comparison, but it's one of those like you watch an old Charlie Chaplin movie. It sings about the the age that it was made, you know, and that time period works because it the time that it was made 
is what makes the movie so awesome. And a lot of those 80s, like Kurt Russell movies, it's because they were made at the time they were made, you know? If, mm -hmm. I don't know if that makes sense, but it's pretty awesome. No, absolutely. Absolutely. It's um, it, it almost seems like a generational thing. It, I think it's rare, like in the late 2000s, to get an actual cult classic film. It seems like nowadays movies are either just really bad that hardly anybody can like or enjoy, or they're okay, or they're great. There's never really there's never really a movie that's so bad people love it because it's bad anymore. Sometimes that happens, but they're they're so rare now. Whereas in the 80s or 90s, we got them all the time. Yeah, but I don't know. I mean, there's still some really good ones that have come come out over the last few years that you know will become cult classics. Like, I'm a firm believer that Pacific Rim is going to become a cult classic. Like, there mm. there are movies that you know that that you see that you're like, they're they just they kind of they hold. You know, I guess would be the the way to to say it. Um, I think. Anything Edgar Wright will eventually become a cult oh classic. Oh, my God. Like, yeah. Shaun of the Dead is a cult classic. And that movie is, what, 10 years old? Something like that? 2004, yeah. 2006? I mean. That's, yeah, that, that's that's early 2000s. Yeah, but still, it's considered a more recent movie, and it's in the 2000 genre. So I, I, mm -hmm. I agree with you that I think the 80s kind of, they own the most of the what drives us but i don't know if that's also like due to our age and our like nostalgia to it because there's mm -hmm. great ones from the 90s as well you know like heathers and oh wait heathers might have been in the 80s um i think but there are great the ones They're like office space was in the 90s you know and and stuff like that so i don't i don't know i i that's an interesting heathers was concept and like it can go in different brackets if if there is a time that was better mm -hmm. for cults than well, not because people can argue the 60s and the 70s as well because you've got like clockwork orange you've got you know i said scarface earlier things like that so it would be an interesting discussion for yeah. since you brought up edgar wright and his cornetto's trilogy what's your <laughs> what's your favorite of the cornetto trilogy the Cornetto trilogy. I've that's, never heard anybody call, read. Oh yeah, yeah. That's, that, what that's what they call it. That's what they call it. I know. I know. Um, God, anything with Nick Frost. So, well, there, like there's no. There's only the there's hot fuzz. There's only the three. Fuzz. Yeah, I would I would do with uh, hot fuzz. I like the world's in, but hot fuzz is it's amazing. It it's is so amazing. Good. <laughs> it's so good. But Shaun of the Dead, though. I mean. Shaun of the Dead is up there because, I mean, there are so many great scenes. What's awesome, though, is I just saw Baby Driver and oh, I want to see hand, hands down. I know this sounds crazy, especially with great movies like Logan and Wonder Woman and stuff like that. I think Baby Driver is my favorite movie I've seen in the last year. It Damn. is it is so fun and so well produced and edited, but it's it's funny. Somebody pointed it out and I was dying is he uses a lot of the same scenes from Shaun of the Dead. There's the whole scene where, um, you know, Shaun is walking to work and there's like shit going down all around him. But he's yeah, like, yeah, that's great. He's like that. There's he's oblivious a, to it. He does he's it twice. totally oblivious to right. it. There's a scene in Baby Driver where it's kind of the opposite. The kid's walking and he's got coffee and he is so aware of everything that's going around him. But it's filmed in the exact Shaun of the Dead way. And it's kind of cool to see that because it's kind of an homage to 
Edgar Wright in himself, you know, like, mm-hmm. he's he's giving tribute to himself. But but yeah, so you, like so you've got hot fuzz. Dave, what would be your favorite of the, of the Cornetto three? trilogy? Shaun of the Dead. Shaun of the Dead. That's great. That rounds us out because I, my favorite is the world's end. Oh, see, that's my least favorite. In fact, I don't really even like it. Oh, <gasps> <laughs> how dare you? Yeah, I I like everybody involved with it. Uh, always a great cast. I just did not enjoy it as much as I enjoyed the other two. Wow. 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 Well, there's a difference, I think, between saying like I preferred the other ones over this one. But you're saying you didn't enjoy it or you didn't really I, enjoy it. I enjoyed it. I just didn't like it. Like, I, it's not a mo- it's not a movie like whereas Shaun of the Dead and and Hot Fuzz, I can go back and, and really watch over and over. I've tried uh-huh. watching. I've tried watching that one again. And I still like I, there's parts I laugh and other parts. I'm like, this uh, seems like it's forced. Mm, I'm really I'm kind of like I'm I'm perfectly in between the, the two of you because there are parts of that movie that completely resonate in me and I love like and I laugh my ass off at it. But then there's also parts that are kind of null and void where I'm just like, eh. so when it comes to that movie, it's kind of a wash. Like I will watch it if it's on. I will watch it and I will enjoy it. But it out of all the three movies, it's not the movie I would put in. You know, mm. like if, if I was if I had nothing to watch tonight and I had the box set in front of me, I would probably go Hot Fuzz, Shaun of the Dead, then World's mm-hmm. End. See, I, I, I see them all and I know we're a little off topic, but I, I see all three as equally impressive and good. I just have a favorite amongst them. So sure. it's not like I lo- it's not like yeah. I I think the world's end is the better. It's just for me my favorite one, and I think Hot Fuzz and Shaun of the Dead are equally as good as The World's End. In fact, it, it it's funny this kind of came up because I just watched The World's End like two days ago, like oh, rewatched I'm sorry. it, um, because because uh, I hadn't seen it in a while, and I knew it was my I knew it was my favorite one. So it has a very emotional emotional impact on me um, watching that movie. Where I know Shaun of the Dead had some some fairly emotional moments, and Hot Fuzz was like a you know it was a buddy cop comedy kind of thing so it didn't it didn't really have the type of emotional feels as Shaun of the dead and, and the world's ended but i know for me and, and and i'll move on but the world's end is my favorite um but that's funny i think that's great you like jenny likes hot fuzz dave likes Shaun of the dead and i like the world's end and we all have our favorites that's perfect we're the cornetto the the cornetto trilogy you guys there you go. we did it I'll say this. Uh, no, actually, never mind. That's a different thing. Um, all right. Say it, Dave. No, because it's not a Edgar Wright movie, and we were talking Edgar Wright movies. Uh, well, don't be afraid. I want to hear what you were going to say. Uh, Paul. Yeah, let it go in a tangent. Paul is a good movie, and it's underrated. Yes, Paul is a good movie, and it's underrated. I agree. He had a hand in that, though. He, like, wrote it or something, didn't he? I don't think so. I think that was just uh, Nick Frost and Simon Pegg. Um, really? I, th- I really thought he had something to do with it, but you might be right. I think you are right. I think you are right. It's just Nick Frost and, and Simon Pegger in it. I, you check. know what? And I, I love them both, but I have never seen Paul. Uh, it's oh, that, I know. It's I, worth I, checking out. It was I should, actually I written by. It. It's written by Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. Oh, okay. I love them. Did you guys ever watch the show Spaced? Uh, I watch it every every year. At least I have it on DVD. It's the, so the good. box set. I'm telling you, they that's, own my heart. That's that's where I, they got I've the idea. Episodes, the, the, the Resident Evil episode is where they got the idea to do Shaun of the Dead. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know that either, but that's pretty rad. That's cool. It's cool to know. 
So wait, what were we talking about? Was that Jenny's? Was that Jenny's? Does Dave Dave have another one here? No, Jenny's second one was. They live. Third one. They live. Yeah, yeah. yeah, They live. That's a great movie. Time to kick ass and chew bubble gum. Uh, We're on the Johnny's third one because mine mine was. Okay, Johnny. Johnny, it's your turn. Wait, I just did one and then I went to Jenny. What was your second one? The, The World's End. No, no, no. My second one was uh, Kung Pao Enter the yeah. Fist. Okay, but so then, yeah. But we're third. Yeah, we're on the third. That is his third. So now you're third. Oh. No, no, oh, that's, my, that's my second. That's second that was my one. second. I've oh said, my gosh, I, no, that's your third. Tonight. That's your third. Well, then how have I done two already? I'm the only Dave, one okay, that's wait, been wait, drinking, and I'm on track here. Okay. I know what's happening. Johnny started it. Yep, yep. I did the same did order. I did. We, no, we I did the same order. Two, so now we're back to Johnny for his third. That's what I said. What was, what was Dave's third or I, second? My second was Little Big Trouble in Little China. Oh, shit. All right. Never mind. I'm the one that's been drinking and I'm the one that's off. Hold yep. On. Okay. So come on, buddy. Give us a third. You want a third, Jenny? I want a third. I'll give you a third. Here's a third. Again, it's another comedy. Sorry. Um,. I'm going to take, and I don't know if it's considered a cult classic. I consider it a cult classic. And that's uh, Black Dynamite with Michael Jai White. Have you guys seen that movie? Never even heard of it. Oh, my fucking God, dude. Black Dynamite, it's a comedy, and it's and it parodies like black exploitation films. And so it's all about Michael Jai White, and he plays this character named Black Dynamite. And Black Dynamite is the, the baddest motherfucker that, that ever lived. He's he's the he's a badass and he kills it. And so the the story is that he finds out his brother died uh, during a drug bust or something. And the FBI hires or doesn't hire. They ask Black Dynamite to track down who did it. And it has some of the funniest, uh, best bits spoofing black exploitation. I mean, if you've if you've seen like, you know, something like Shaft, it spoofs Shaft like nonstop there's just a, there's a lot of really great funny moments and uh i'm just gonna cut right to some of my favorite moments <laughs> there, there's a great scene where black dynamite's talking to this woman honeybee and she runs the orphanage, which is a whorehouse where they also raise orphans so it's the <laughs> orphanage. so he's talking to honeybee and he's like i'm gonna find these guys and and i keep fighting and when they when I get tired, I fight some more. And then he stands up and the boom mics in the camera and hits his afro <laughs> and he like kinda looks up and notices it, so they gotta pull it out of out of the shot. And it spawned a TV series, you guys, with two seasons on Adult Swim, I think. It's really <coughs> it's really funny. And then it's got uh, there's something called Anaconda Malt Liquor. And it's the it's the liquor that you need and it's for black men and you gotta drink it. If you're a black man, you gotta drink you got to drink malt liquor, but then you find out. Look, this is a spoiler, but I don't care. Um, you find out that anaconda malt liquor shrinks your dick. So that's why Whitey is giving it to the black population to shrink their dicks. Oh, wow. And black dynamite busts in. <laughs> he's talking to the – he busts in on the guy he's creating anaconda malt liquor, and he says, you diabolical dick-shrinking motherfuckers. <laughs> oh, my God. Everything about everything that you have said about that movie is so wrong. <laughs> it's fantastic. It's so good. Or Black, Black Dynamite uh, goes to goes to another orphanage and and you find out that all the kids are on smack 
And this one kid's like, yo, man, you you got it. You got some money on you. I got a honey that could that could, you know, solve all your problems if you got some money. And Black Dynamite gets down and he says uh, he's like, uh, like, you know, I'm not I'm not going to let this happen to you, little man. I will shake this poisonous shit out of your smacked up little body if I have to. (laughs) A woman running it says Black Dynamite, stop. We've tried that. Nothing works. And if you're just tuning into this podcast, there's no need to watch these movies because we've got them reenacted. Oh my god! Oh my god! It's again, it's another comedy. It is, it is one of the, it's one of the funniest movies I've ever seen. I watch it regularly. Like this, this is one. This is a movie you absolutely have to watch. It's a must. It's, a, it's an absolute must. Like Black Dynamite breaks into all the pimps and he goes, I'm declaring war on anybody who sells drugs in our community. And then this pimp named Chocolate Kitty Up says, but Black Dynamite, I sell drugs in the community. <laughs> for, for the community. <laughs> Black Dynamite says, this, this hooker, not a not hooker, this whore. This whore is like trying to, trying to sell Black Dynamite. She's like, uh, she's, uh, fuck. No, Black Dynamite's saying, like, he's, he's trying to seduce this woman. Sorry, I'm off tangent. I know I'm a little You're fine. Drunk. Um, I had some alcohol. Hold on. Let me take another drink here real quick. That'll, that'll fix it. Fix all these problems. Yeah. He's telling this girl, because Black Dynamite, when you're with Black Dynamite, everything's going to be all right. <laughs> and when he says that, this other woman peeks around the corner and repeats what he says, like as he's saying it. She's like, Black Dynamite, everything is going to be all right. And he goes, Euphoria, shut the fuck up. I <laughs> know that was you. I ain't even got to look. I should send your ass back to Crenshaw Pete with his hot ass coat hangers. Would you like that? <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, All right. Awesome. <laughs> All right, Jenny, you're up. Why do I always have to follow? <laughs> All right, I'll try to get it back to serious. Um, well, one more line, one more line, one more line. The FBI brings into Black Dynamite's house, and Black Dynamite's pissed off because his brother died. And the FBI says, the last thing we need is you out there in the streets creating a river of blood. And Black Dynamite says, well, then tell me who did it, and I'll just leave a little puddle. <laughs> uh, this is- Black Dynamite is one of the one of the best, funniest movies I've ever seen in my life. And this is all, read, watch it. all done by Michael Jai White, Spawn. Michael Jai White, he's fucking brilliant. And they've talked about doing a sequel to it, kind of like a, a spoof on like spaghetti westerns. Sure. Um, and it's never happened, but they did do a they did do a cartoon show, um, and they took a lot of the funny bits from the movie and they kind of used those as as catchphrases. At, at one point, he's, uh, he's he's talking he's talking to one of the little kids, one of the little, little orphan Arnold. Little orphan Arnold says, "But Black Dynamite, what about and Black Dynamite?" Says, "Shut the fuck up, a grown folks is talking." <laughs> We just watched the whole movie without watching the whole movie. There's so much more, you guys. There's so much more. Oh my god! I think I, I think I had too much to drink. That's uh, all right. You, you, all right, all right, Jenny, you're up. Jenny, sorry. Please go ahead, my dear. I'm trying to decide between two, so I'm gonna go with El Mariachi. That movie 
I don't is know. another one I can that's watch, the, even though that's it's the movie subtitled, before Desperado. What's that? That's the lead-in movie to Desperado. Yes, Desperado, um, Once Upon a Time in Mexico. El Mariachi was Robert Rodriguez's very first movie. And it's about a mariachi guy who just is an awesome played, killer. Played by the Mace, the Naso next B. <laughs> it's so good. Have you guys, have you both seen it or is it, has it not made it to your watch list because no, it's I've a foreign flick? I've seen all three. I'll be honest, it, I didn't even know it existed. That's, yeah, it's that's the movie awesome. before What's Desperado. Great about it Desperado too, has a naked Sama Hayek. So you had to see Desperado. I've seen Desperado. De- Desperado with Antonio Banderas. Nope, it has a naked I- Selma Hayek. That's all that needs to be said. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then is, once... She's I know, in a lot of his movies. And hottest yeah, is still... Yeah, I'm aware of Desperado but... and Once Upon a Time in Mexico, but I didn't yeah, know so that there was a third one. The Well, it's the Desperado first one. and Once Upon a Time in Mexico are the second and third movies. And oh, what's awesome okay. is, so it, since you've seen Once Upon a Time in Mexico, you know when his Mexican friends show up at the end with their guitar cases and ready to go? Of course. The older guy is, is is the guy from El Mariachi. Oh. So, so El Mariachi is the basis of this, of, you know, his his love is murdered and all that and he just goes on a revenge killing spree but it is it's so low budget and it's what makes robert rodriguez such an amazing director producer writer everything is that it doesn't look low budget it is fantastic i mean i think there are now where you have dubbed over where they it speaks english even though it's dubbed over but Get the old school, read the subtitle one, because there is a beauty when you're hearing the Spanish going throughout the throughout the film and like the music in the background. And because that's another thing, Robert Rodriguez knows his music and he he does beautiful scores for his movies. Um, but that movie is violent. It's clever. It's it's awesome. And then move into Desperado and Once Upon a Time. Once Upon a Time in Mexico was amazing if they just would take Johnny Depp out. I would be a huge fan of that, but Johnny Depp drove me crazy Ava in that movie. Men- Ava Mendez. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Ava Mendez. So yeah, if you haven't seen El Mariachi, that is definitely a cult classic that's worth being a cult classic. No, I'll definitely check it out because I, I did I did really like um, uh, Once Upon a Time in New Mexico and Desperado. Well, you know the flashbacks? You know, when he's flashing back to why he's doing what he's doing type thing. Mm-hmm. A lot of that is the storyline from the first movie. Okay. And I just realized they said once upon a time in New Mexico. I meant Mexico. We we know. We know. All right. You know, it's the New Mexico one. It's the the Walter White area. It's all good. Walter White. <laughs> Albuquerque. All right, that, Dave. No, that's, I'm, I'm really glad that you brought that to my attention because I'm adding that to my list right under rewatching Black Dynamite. At least, at least <laughs> twice. I watch Black Dynamite every year. There you go. Black Dynamite and That's what we're Vendetta talk- are two movies I watch every single year. That's what we're talking That's about here. That's a good one. That's a good one. All right, Dave, your turn. Uh, Garden State. Uh, oh. That one, that one hurts my heart every the time. The Zach Braff movie. So good. Yeah. I was, and one of the best soundtracks out there. That soundtrack is amazing. Uh, I was a huge Zach Braff fan from Scrubs, and then I found out he was making, producing, writing, directing, all this stuff, his own movie. Uh, obviously a, a departure from the humor of Scrubs, but still just as funny. And everybody in that movie is really funny and really good. And I, uh, you can even get, uh, what's his name from Big Bang Theory, playing a knight 
who works at uh, Medieval Times. And he spe- he speaks Klingon. That's right. And he's <laughs> and he's a, can he's I, a mother. Can effort. I tell a, Can I tell like a side story on that? I it it came out. Shelton, that's his name. Shelton, yes. Um, that movie came out just shy of a year when my mom passed away. And I was up in Seattle and it was at the film festival and me and my brother went and saw it. And we both walked out of that movie going, he nailed it. Cause it, he, they, that movie does the most perfect job of family problems and loss of a loved one. And, you know, going back home where your friends are still there type thing. It, it was so reminiscent of everything that me and my brother went through that, that movie stole my heart. Like it is such a good movie. And again, like I said, the the soundtrack is wowzers. I haven't seen that movie since the year it came out, which would have been what early two thousands. Yeah, like mid two thousand. Two thousand four. Okay. Two thousand four. Yeah, I haven't seen that since two thousand four. I'm I'm also adding that to my list, Dave, because I remember really enjoying enjoying that movie as well. And it's everybody in it's great. They're so good. I mean, that that scene too. Like it's such a romantic scene. But when he meets, um, he meets her the first time at the doctor's office, and he's like, "She's like, what are you listening to?" And she takes her headphones off, and she's like, "This song will change your life." And it's the Shins. Um, I'm just like, "Oh, this movie is perfect. Everything about it." Dave, good choice. Good choice. Big thumbs up. Uh, you won't like my next statement, which is that the music part of it. Uh, I, I don't really care about. <laughs> it's one of oh, those the, one of those movies where I didn't really care about the music, but um, oh, okay. Oh, I thought they did such a perfect job with matching everything up. I mean, the new slang from the Shins at that moment in the storyline was perfect. Um, such great heights. The remake, um, Iron and Wine remake, beautiful. They it, Zach Braff. Even if you don't like his movies, he does a great job of finding really good indie bands with lyrics and melodies that match the scene. And I, yeah, sound that soundtrack is always on my iPhone, always in my shuffle mix. So good, so good. Well, I'm excited to revisit it. Do it. All right, now let's move to the dark side of things. And Johnny, what is one movie that you know people love and you just don't get it? Like it's it's a cult classic movie, you know, and you've watched it, and you're like, I don't get it. You guys are crazy. Mm, oh, a cult classic movie that, or or just a movie in general? No, cult classic. Oh, that's a little tough. Um, I wasn't prepared for that. Uh, I think I have to look at at a list of of movies because I can't really think of any right now. Can can we pass on me for now, and I'll do a little bit of of thinking sure. on it, Jenny. Um, Reanimator. Me as a horror fanatic, you would think that I would love Reanimator. Everybody I know that's obsessed with horror, they love Reanimator. I hate it. I've tried so hard. I'm like, maybe I just need to rewatch it. I can't do it. <laughs> hmm. I think that's a great choice. Um, and and I'm and I'm in the I guess majority in this situation because I I really like Reanimator. Well, so what? what is it that doesn't really stick out to you? You know, I don't... It's one of those that, you know, obviously it was made before my time. And it has, like we were talking about earlier, it has that nostalgia of the time frame. 
except it doesn't do it right. Like it, it feels dated, but it feels cheesy dated. It's like when you watch the Twilight Zone, the black and white Twilight Zone episodes are way better than when they went to color. You know, like yeah, it 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 doesn't have. I mean, the storyline is your typical cheesy horror movie storyline. It's got awesome gore, but the gore is cheesy gore, in my opinion. And then it has this overwhelming, like, 70s sense to it, but not mm-hmm. the cool 70s sense. It's not like it's not like the Halloween and Friday the 13th and, you know, that kind of 80s, 70s feel. It's, I don't know, it, 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 to me, it misses the mark. And I get distracted by that when I watch it. It's not aesthetically cool to my eyes. Like I, I, it's like when, if you're staring at something that you find so beautiful and then you're staring at something that's just blah. And to me, it's just kind of blah. And I, I feel bad saying it cause it, it is praised as a cult classic and majority of my friends would probably think I'm sacrilegious for even saying so. But yeah, it's the one movie I, I cannot convince myself to like. Hmm. That's fair. I think that's totally fair. What about you, Dave? I'm interested in uh, uh, I need if to I do will a, agree or what? disagree with you. And it, just so you know, Dave, if you wanted to save yours for last, I've got mine. No, we'll save you for last. I want to do an honorable mention that I didn't get in there for my cult classic favorites, Slither. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love Slither. One, and I was just, I was like, shit, we're not going to, I should have, because remember I was saying, I'm like, I have two, but I can't decide. I, and I went with El Mariachi. I'm like, I'm like, oh, I'll do Slither on the next one. Slither <laughs> and even his James Gunn other movie, Super, is another good one. Super was good. But oh, it is my so God, Slither. I love Super. The, the funniest thing, I've got to find the text. So my friend Jen just introduced Slither to her uh, parents because it's out on Blu-ray now. And she's like, my mom's not having it. And I'm like, why? It's awesome. And she's like, she goes, I keep trying to tell her, like, it's a romantic horror movie. And she's not seeing the romance. <laughs> like, I'm like, I've never heard anybody refer to Slither as the romantic horror movie. I go, but it's, that's that's kind of kind of awesome. So, yeah. Poor Slither's my a great choice. Hey, since since you brought it up, can I throw out an honorable mention, Dave, or do we not have time? No, go ahead. Great, because you would have looked like a real dick if you didn't let me say my honorable mention. Well, now you can't. Um, oh, damn it. <laughs> no, go, go ahead. Oh, go ahead for real, Dave? Uh, no, change my mind. Shit. Quick, do it now. All right, MacGruber. Um, uh. <laughs> I love MacGruber. I think... I MacGruber is one of the one of the few movies of the ones that I've listed. I, I feel like now a lot of my favorite comedies are cult classics, but it, it is one of the few movies where I laughed out loud more times than I can count. It has some of the funniest lines. It has some of the most clever dialogue, I think, between people. Um, and and uh, I love that it's I love that it's a Saturday Night Live character from like a bit that is less than two minutes long mm-hmm. that that spinned off this that that spun off this movie that is that is super funny it has one of the greatest back and forth i think it was john cena 
that he's talking to where McGruber's like, uh, he's like, it looks like you're keeping your body pretty tight. And I think John Cena says, you're looking pretty good yourself. Well, every day's a workout when you got to carry around a 20-pound python in your jeans. Yeah, right. <laughs> John Cena says, you and your dick comments. And McGruber says, it's fun to say them. It's fun to hear them. That's why I say them. And that's why I listen. I don't know if it was John Cena. There are wrestlers in that movie. I don't remember. I, uh, there's I, Chris Jericho. I don't remember who it was now. Chris Jericho, The Big Show, MVP. Oh, you know what? It was Chris Jericho. It wasn't yeah. John Cena. It was Chris yeah. Jericho. Chris Jericho, one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. And then the great Kali and The Big Show were in it as well. And Mark Henry and Kane. Holy cow. I forgot. But that's a, that's a new, another movie directed by a uh, Lonely Island guy, Jorma Tacone. Lonely directed. Island guy. Yeah. It had another great line, too, where McGruber says, um, you're walking around thinking your shit don't stink. But guess what? Your shit does. Stink. Yeah. <laughs> right. Stinks like shit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, it was good. I remember the first time I watched it, I'm like, this is so weird. And I didn't like it. I didn't like it. And I watched it the second time. I'm like, this is funny. I get it. Yeah. It's, what's his name? Ryan Philippe. Ryan Philippe. Ryan Philippe. Yeah. Yeah. Kristen Wiig is in it. She's great. Powers Booth is Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer's the bad guy. Val Kilmer as Dieter Van Kunth. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Greatest villain ever. He's so great. Derek Mears is in it, and he's, uh, you know, long time been associated to Jason Voorhees and the Friday 13th. Oh, really? I didn't know he was in it. Yeah. Um, Okay. So the two that people enjoy that I don't understand it, I'll never like it and uh, might get me ostracized from uh, Twitter. Uh, One is and it's a TV movie, but it's still a movie and they keep making them Sharknado. I don't even get it in a comical sense. Yeah. 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 I'm I'm with you on that, too. Like I get bombarded with it every year at Comic-Con and the idea like if somebody told me it, it is worth a good laugh at a bar. But oh my gosh, I tried watching it and it is it's unwatchable. I saw I don't the trailer know how people do it. for the new one and like Tara Reed can barely walk in it. Like it's sad. Like I this I just don't nope. No thanks. Uh, I don't get it. I get I get no, I mean I do get it. I understand the 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 appeal behind it. It's a a bad B horror movie that people enjoy watching to laugh at. But it you know, that's the same thing with like Fast and the Furious is one of those turn your brain off type movies. I still understand the enjoyment behind it. I do not understand the enjoyment behind seven Sharknado movies. I Yeah, they just released the trailer for Sharknado 5, and it looks so terrible. Right, that's what I was saying. Like, Yeah, they go to like, some ancient ruins or something. Yeah, it looks really bad. Oh and, my gosh, I think I saw the trailer for that, and they're like Ian Zarings and like, armor. Yeah, I don't know. I just, yeah. Um, the other one is Rocky Horror Picture Show. Oh, see that one oh. I can kind of battle you on. Cause... I don't don't like it. I don't don't need to see it anymore. They can stop making remakes on Fox. Well, uh, that that was sacrilegious and should have never happened. But here's a question for you: Have you ever done the live performance Rocky Horror? No, I wouldn't because I didn't want to see the the movie. Didn't here's, I enjoy it either? So. Yeah, I've never seen it either. Here's I can I I may side with you on the fact that I probably wouldn't understand it if I didn't do the live version before ever seeing it. But I was like like 16 or 17 years old. And in Seattle, you'd go to the theater and they have actors that would run up and down and they would do this thing where they'd ask you. They're like, so have you seen this movie before? 
And you learn very fast to tell them, yes, I've seen it. Because if you say no, you get a big lipstick V put across your head. You get shouted out at your aversion and you get sat in the front seat and messed with through the entire movie. Mm. But with that said, it's hilarious because that movie is so bad. It's so bad. But it's so fun because the soundtrack, you want to sing along to it. And when you when you have a crowd of people with you making fun of it, like when Meatloaf shows up, everybody goes, what's for dinner? And everybody goes, Meatloaf! And you mock the entire movie. So that was my first experience with it is doing it in a theater at midnight with a bunch of actors completely living it up and and making fun of the movie as it goes along. And pretty much every major metropolitan city has a Rocky Horror Picture Show at midnight on a Friday or a Saturday. It just, it just is. It's this weird thing because it's a cult classic. But if I just put it on TV and watched it, I'd probably be like, what the fuck am I watching? This mm-hmm. makes no sense. But because I have that comedy in my head, every time it comes on, I stop at the scene and then I just remember how funny it is like, with the actors making fun of it. And you have to watch that movie knowing you have to make fun of it, which makes it a fun, fun adventure. It is, it's horribly bad, but the soundtrack's great. Um, okay. So well, I'm, just, I'm with Dave on this one. I, I don't care for Rocky Horror Picture Show. I never have. I'll, I'll end my segment with saying, let's not do the time warp again. And Johnny, Close us out strong. What is one that uh, is widely popular that you don't like? And then we're going to wrap up the show. Great. Before I get into it, one more line from MacGruber. It's when <laughs> MacGruber says, how's your nose, rookie? And Ryan Philippe says, it's fine. I just banged it into a giant vagina. And MacGruber says, so my face is a vagina, huh? Well, I bet you wish your nose was a dick so you could fuck butts. <laughs> Good stuff. Always yeah, good. That's great. All right, all right, all right. Look, calm down, guys. Um, the last one, uh, the the one for me. Everyone, everyone seems to love it, and I don't understand it. I fucking hate Napoleon Dynamite. I don't understand that movie. I don't think it's funny. I don't think it's clever. There's, there's. I've watched it with friends. It was not like a, not like a hot rod experience where if I watched it by myself, maybe it wouldn't be that great. Sure. It. I watched it with a group of people who loved it, and they laughed, and I'm thinking that. This is dumb. This is. Yeah, not, I'm one of those that laugh. This is writing. You oh like it? Oh my gosh, the the just anything with his his brother and his uncle, like every scene, just like it's so uncomfortable. I I loved it. There's just a scene where like he reaches over, grabs the steak off the plate, and then throws it. It's like, huh? But I don't it, get it. I don't get. I don't know how that's funny. I guess is what I'm. What what I don't me, get. It's so. I don't know. It just reminds me of being in Montana. It's like it's socially retarded people, people who do not know how. And I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not saying everybody in Montana is socially retarded because there's awesome people there. Well, there's everyone like, in every state that's socially retarded. Yeah. But like it's it's so uncomfortable because you're like, who would do that? But then you have to think about it that there are people that would do that. You know, it's I. I like Napoleon Dynamite. I laugh my ass off at it. And his brother is the best character in that movie. That's my two cents. I liked it. Uh, I watched it. Uh, in fact, that is another one. When I uh, rented it, uh, when I worked at Blockbuster, uh, watched it. I didn't watch it in theaters. I remember the big hype about it and everything. Everyone, oh, you're going to love it. You're going to love it. Um, I didn't like it. 
Uh, I don't remember laughing really at all, uh, aside from the brother and the uncle things made me laugh, but that was about it. So I'm with you on that one, Johnny. Okay, on a on a weird side note before we wrap up, I'm just scanning through Instagram right now. And seriously, the third picture in my feed is Stephen is a DVD cover of Stephen King's Maximum Overdrive. That would go on my top list of cult classics. Yeah. So bad it's good. All right. Did we lose Johnny or is he just muted and doesn't realize he's muted? Oh, I didn't realize I was muted. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> I mean, I was talking this whole time about how I don't understand the comedy, but I like the brother. Like the brothers, the brother's funny and his stuff I liked, but the rest oh, of the movie great. I didn't get. And I didn't think it was, I don't know. It didn't speak to me. And I like all different types of comedy. Like, I, you know, I like satirical. I like sardonic. I like, I like wacky. I like dumb stuff. You know, like I, I just, I, I like really anything that is, that is just generally funny and, and there's nothing about Black Dynamite, not Black Dynamite, because I love that movie. There was nothing <laughs> about Napoleon Dynamite um, that the, the really made me laugh, aside from the brother. And even then, they were like chuckles. Yeah. And it wasn't it wasn't anything that stood out to me. So I don't understand Napoleon Dynamite. And, uh, I mean, good good on you if you love it. I'm so happy that you like it, Jenny, because somebody's got to. But I don't. I don't care for it at all. <laughs> that is your oh, right. Also, also... Uh, throw it in as another as another contender for everyone loves it but me. I hate mall rats. Oh no! I'm now like we'll, clerks. Now we'll I like fight. rats. I hate clerks. I hate mall rats and I hate clerks. I love mall rats. I'll fight you. Yeah, I yeah. Do like mall rats too. Shannon Doherty, such a bitch in that movie. I like her. Yeah, but she's a good looking woman. You got something to that say? Make her a better actor. You got something to say? Not, not monosyllabic no. enough for you to understand it. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> I like Kevin Smith's stuff, and, and and I think he's entertaining. And I do think he produces a lot of cult classics, like Chasing Amy. I would consider a cult classic, and I really like that movie. Um, there are elements of Jay and Silent Bob that I find really great. I love Dogma; it's probably my favorite one of his movies. Uh, but I I I think Mallrats is so stupid, and I think Clerks is so stupid. Uh, High five, Jenny, because fuck Clerks. Am I right? I like all <laughs> I like all of them. Mallrats is actually my favorite. Oh, yeah. you just slobbering on that Kevin Smith dick. No, actually, you he love Kevin Smith's dick. He annoys the crap out of me these days. Uh, yeah, but you love his movies. You'd suck the dick of his movies. Not just. <laughs> I bet yeah. you loved Cop Out, didn't you? Nope. I bet you adore Tusk. Uh, never saw it. And actually, oh my god, Tusk is so. Bad. I don't even know what to say about Tusk. Tusk was dumb. I I actually liked Red State. I like Red State. I like Red um, well, I mean, his new stuff is terrible. And I did like him in uh, the Die Hard, Live Free or Die Hard. He was good in that. Yeah, when he was the, the basement guy. Yeah, when he didn't get like along. Like, as an actor, he's okay. I've always liked him as Silent Bob, but he never really says anything. It's all facial expressions. So oh, that's right. That's, he's Silent Bob. Yeah, that, there's an entertainment that was, factor that with that. Like, I, uh, Silent Bob's probably the best character of all the movies he's ever done. Well, that was a joke. And yes, it always is funny when he starts screaming. Like, when he starts screaming at him and Jane Silent Bob's right back. Like, <laughs> yeah, he him. starts calling him a dumbass. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the sign on the back of the car. <laughs> <laughs> Why is he always so quiet? Why didn't he speak up earlier? Yeah, right. <laughs> what a weirdo. 
Um, ooh, I found one. Okay. All right. That's our, that's our show this week. We are done talking about it, but you should absolutely let us know what your favorite cult classic movie is. Uh, what is one that, you know, maybe we said that you don't get, uh, that you hate? What's, uh, what's one that maybe we didn't say that you think we should watch that maybe we haven't watched? Hit us up on Twitter at Atomic Geekdom. Um, we are also on Facebook, uh, Instagram, uh, LinkedIn, probably, um, in YouTube, you can find us and like us on there. Uh, on YouTube, you can find us on Pornhub.com. Nope, nope, I don't think there's anything on Pornhub. Geekdom. Unless Johnny's putting stuff on Pornhub, I don't think there's anything on there on, on Pornhub. Ooh, um, well, search on Pornhub and find out. Yeah, you let us know. Um, on <laughs> on YouTube, however, there is footage of our Comic Con adventures and of uh, by the time this comes out, Scarella, otherwise known as Scare La. This should be on the YouTube's by then. Um, shot and edited by Jenny and Patrick, and Justin was there too. So Justin uh, killed it, man. It's quite the interviewer. Great job, Justin. He's not here, so we're gonna stop sucking that Justin D. Oh, uh, all right. <laughs> Fuck you, Justin. <laughs> I already gave him credit. He was there. Anyway, uh, no. So subscribe, like all that good stuff on YouTube, and do that quickly. Johnny. That's me. How can people find you on the social medias or your other podcast? Oh, hey, look, if you're you're trying to reach out to that old Johnny Wellens, that's me. You can find me on Twitter at Johnny Wellens or uh, my podcast Twitter, which is uh, at Just Two Pals. I do Just Two Pals with my buddy Randy. We're on the Atomic Kingdom website and uh, dropped a couple of anti-reviews. I don't know when this is coming out, but... Uh, as of this recording, the most recent ones are I did an anti-review on Catwoman and I did an anti-review on Spider-Man Homecoming and look forward to a couple more coming out this month of August if this comes out in August. So I got I got some ideas as to what I'm going to be doing. So anti-reviews are great. Fuck regular reviews. And that's that you, you that's that's all Dave. You got that's that's the gist. Johnny's Johnny's real aggressive here tonight. Look, calm down, Dave. All right, I already did the plugs. <laughs> All right. All right, Jenny, if people want to find you on social medias, where can they do it? I'm hiding now. No, <laughs> I'm at, at Robbie Art on all of the L social medios. Or <laughs> Pornhub.com slash Robbie Art. You can find her there. No, no, I'm curious if there is a Robbie Art on Pornhub. I'm going to check it out right now using my home computer. Oh, gosh. There you go. All right. That's our show this week. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, we will be back next week. Johnny and Jenny, thank you for joining me. And thank you, Dave. Oh, well, yeah. Absolutely. And we will see you all next week. Bye. Peace.